Boom! There it is, ladies and gents. Candy Rain. Storytelling. Can story bring you more business? Hmm. I think it can. And today we're talking to an expert who's going to help us really figure out how that works. So let's jump into this. Let's do it. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. All right, ladies and gents, I'll see it. Let's do it. Let's drop the uh, fire intro. All right, so if a picture is worth a thousand words and a good story is priceless in business, you need to be able to walk your prospect or your client through the customer journey. You must be able to tell a good story and portray them as the hero and you as the guide. And if done successfully, your customer will have an experience worth bragging about. And that means they'll be bringing you more repeat and referral business. So let's get into it. Let's talk to today. Uh, who we're talking to today is a leadership communication expert, international keynote speaker, corporate trainer, and best-selling author. So let's do it. Let's welcome to the show, Mr. Robert Kennedy III. All right, Mr. Kennedy, that was some heat, right? Some little, little bit of fire. What do you think of the show, man? A minute and 45 seconds in. I don't know how many podcasts you've been on. I know you've been on a ton of stages. What do you think, man? Oh, no, I lost your audio. Oh, no, that's my fault. That was my oh, fault. That's all me. I'm pressing the wrong buttons, man. You are on fire. You bring the energy. This is lit already. So let's do it. Let's right, make it let's, happen. Let's do it, my man. Okay. You know, for the audience, we always got to ask that beginning question, right? What do you do? So what is it? What is it? If, if you can explain it as simply as you could to a fifth grader, what do you do? I teach leaders and organizations how to speak and communicate better. That's that's the simple boil down version of it. I also work with business owners and I teach them how to show up better on video using storytelling. Mm. Now, storytelling and showing up on video, right? Yep. Right away, right off the bat, I know people are like, you know what? I didn't like writing in, in my English class. I couldn't really put together a story. I could read one, yeah. but I couldn't really put together a story, much less be behind the camera. Does that mean I have to be a director? Like, you know, help me kind of simplify this so that people can kind of get out from under the I can't and start into the how can I? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 really simple when you really think about the things that we're attracted to, right? A lot of us, when we think about what we want to watch on TV or what we want to watch in movies, we are looking for something that's got a little bit of mm, a little bit of drama, a little bit of tension, something that drives our emotion, something that excites us. And if we think about that in terms of our business, a lot of times when people are selling stuff or when they have a business, they're like, oh, I sell shoes or I sell T-shirts, I sell this and they, they throw the product at you. And what is it that is going to drive excitement? What is it going to what is it that's going to uh, cause the person that you're trying to serve or sell to? to say, hmm, yeah, that's going to fix a problem that I've got. And so you've got to figure out a way to hit that problem spot. You've got to figure out a way to hit that need. 
And if you can create a story around it, or if you can share one of your own challenges, your own stories about a problem that was solved for you, then people see you as human. Then they say, oh yeah, let me kind of listen to this person a little bit more so that maybe they can help me with my problem too. Hold up, it sounds like I shouldn't be telling you all the features and benefits. I should be making you feel something. I mean, that's what it sounded like you were trying to explain there. Yeah, right? well, listen, I'll, I'll even give another example. I was sitting in my living room in Massachusetts. I used to live there and my doorbell rang. I went to the door and I looked out the window and there was this dude standing in the driveway and he had this display board with some little squares on it. I opened the door and I went into the driveway and he said, hey, my name's Mark. I've been walking around walking around your neighborhood selling carpet. We've got Berber, we've got Austin Power Shag, we've got High Pile Carpet, we've got some little squares on here. You wanna feel it? So I went over and I touched a few pieces of carpet and we did that for a few minutes. And then I opened my door and showed him the entire, my inside of my house, which was hardwood. <laughs> so he said, <laughs> so he turned around and said, oh, you got hardwood. Thanks. And then he left. Right. But what could he have done differently? He could have come up to me and he could have said, hey, my name's Mark. I've been going around your neighborhood and I was just speaking to Judy across the street. And she told me something that just like blew my mind. She told me her oil bill was crazy. I noticed you got this oil tank out front in your house. How's your oil bill? Are, are you liking it? That would have been a conversation that I would have been drawn into because I'd have been like, nah, dude, I need my oil. I need I need somebody to come here and take rip this oil tank out and get and get me something cheaper right now. I need my oil bill to be paid. He could have then said, well, um, I, I w went through this with quite a few of the other neighbors and I noticed that a lot of you have oil tanks. Um, I used to have an oil tank myself. Would you be interested if I were to share you what I did to lower my oil bill? Yes. Then I would have been like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to lower my oil bill. And so he would have said, well, one of the things that I did was I installed carpet, not through my whole house. And I had hardwood in my house too, but I installed it in certain rooms of the house and in other areas of the house, I just used area rugs. So if I could mm. share with you a little bit more about that, would you, would you want to hear a little bit more about that? Um, yeah, let's, let's have a conversation now, but, but he's, he started out with, and I'll, and I'll break this down even further. Storytelling really has four main sections, right? Conflict is, is the big one. And that's mm. where you hit the emotions of people. That's where the tension is. That's where the climax of the movie is. If you're able to hit that conflict, then people connect with you because they're like, yeah, that's an experience that I'm having. That's an obstacle. That's a challenge that I'm having right now. So if you can hit the conflict and then what he did was, what he could have done was tell me about the neighbors and, and what's, what they're experiencing. So conflict, the second thing is, is, is context. And then he could have told me about the neighbors and their names. He said, yeah, I spoke to Judy characters. And then finally, after going through all of those things, now you hit me with the solution to my problem or the conclusion. So you got context, characters, conflict, and conclusion. If you can walk through those things, You've got a story that is going to connect with almost anybody because humans love stories. We absolutely do. And I, I, I love the I love the fact that you presented it in a story. It was like, oh, yeah, I've had that situation. Right. Yeah. I mean, in my mind, as soon as you went out and started feeling that carpet, you yeah. already had an interest. Right. Like there was already you're like, OK, this is something. And in the back of your mind, you're like, I have hardwood floors, but you know, I don't know why I'm attracted to this thing. I want to touch it. I want to feel it. Like to me, that already is you're, you're, you're already showing interest, but I wasn't, 
you weren't. Well, no. But so sometimes some people are just nice. I, I so dude came to my door. Mm. He, I was like, yo, let me feel the carpet. Okay. I had no interest in buying it. Mm. I was just, I, you know, let me, let me hear him out. I, I know what it's like to be a salesperson <laughs> walking around the neighborhood. Absolutely. But so I'm like, okay, yeah. And, but before I went out, before he said anything, I had my mind made up that whatever he was selling, I wasn't going to buy. Mm. Right. And However, then he, he didn't give me any reason to. Right. However, that's that's the thing that I've learned in sales. It's usually when a prospect says no, it's not that N-O, it's that N-W-O. They just don't know right. enough information. And it, I think that's where the story starts to fill in those gaps, right? right? The fact that you laid it out, you're like, look, all these different places are using those oil tankers. They're heating their homes. There's an opportunity to save some money, a different way to come across. Yeah. Now that I've given you more information, it's not that you're saying no. It's right. now that you're aware of something different. Now you can kind of frame, you, you might say yes, because you were presented different options. You were presented right. a story that might solve a problem. Exactly. So let's talk about conflict. What are some of those conflicts that we would like to talk about? And then some that we might want to avoid. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if there are any conflicts that we avoid, except if it's a conflict that offends the people that you're talking to or the audience that you're talking to. So what that comes to is really understanding who your audience is, being able to get into the mind of your audience. If you have the opportunity to study people or to study the neighborhood or to study the demographics, where you're going, if you know that you're going to be in a space and it's all people between, you know, the ages of 11 and 19, there you'll, you're going to have a different conversation. You're going to have a different idea about what are the challenges that, that they're talking about, right? Their challenges are gonna be like, oh my gosh, Migos just broke up and um, I, can't, I can't go to the concert that I bought tickets for, <laughs> right? That, that, that's a different challenge. You're talking to somebody like 50 to 60, they're like, Migos, what, dude, what, what, are you, what are you even talking about? What are you talking about? Talk, talk to me about them new edition tickets that I, that I, that, 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 that I bought. <laughs> right. So, so, you know, so you've got to be able to understand who your audience is so that you can tailor your, your conversations to that and, and the conflicts that they have, the situations, the experiences that, that are germane to them or that are important to them are going to be based on, you know, different things, their, their environment, their age, their, their, their ethnicity, their gender, their, their work experiences, the industry they're in. So you've got to have, you've got to figure out what those things are, and then you can get a sense of what the conflicts may be. So when I'm thinking of these conflicts, yeah. I, I don't necessarily have to go right into like, you know, the extinction of the human race, right? The conflict doesn't have to be so severe. It could be no. something very small yeah. that a lot of us actually have. I mean, we, I love the example that you have, the fact that you're paying too much for your heating bill. That is a right. conflict. And if this is something that is really, you know, picking at you, cool, this is the person we want to talk to. Um, in, in, especially in sales, one of those things you got to understand is you go in with the intention of making the sale, but understand that not everybody is in a position to buy or is in a position where they need what you have. Right. But the presentation is everything. Well, uh, sometimes people are, they don't know that they need something, mm. right? They may not know it until you ask a question 
that pertains to their particular demographic, something that they may have a concern about. And then when you ask the question, you're like, oh my gosh, okay, yeah, that's that's actually something that I should probably be concerned about, right? You see this little gray here, right? Right. Um, 10, 10 years ago, AARP sent me something. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? You know, I, <laughs> I, I don't need that. I don't need that. Five years ago, AARP said, I don't need that. The other day, I received some stuff from AARP, right? <laughs> and I'm looking at that. Oh my gosh, yeah, that I didn't know that I needed. That's that's some pretty good benefits right there. Oh, okay, right. But 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 here's what happened. It, it took consistency with them, you know, getting sending me brochures or whatever from the time I'm like in my late 30s, and mm -hmm. people think, oh, you got to be 50 to get AARP. They're sending me stuff from. The, I'm in my late 30s. They're sending me stuff, and they're consistently sending me stuff. And there's a consistent. So one day, finally, I decide. You know, initially when you're getting it, you're like AARP, and you're throwing it in the garbage. You're tossing it out. And then after a while, you're kind of like, oh, wait, let me let me open this. Let me see. Let me see what it is. What do you mean? Oh, I could get discounts at car rentals. What? I can get discounts when I go to hotel. Oh, I get discounts on my plane tickets. Sign me up AARP. <laughs> hey, fun fact, by the way, you don't have to be 55 to be no. part of AARP. It's like right. 12 bucks a year or something like that. And you can yep. take advantage of all those benefits. Nine, I'm not an AARP sales rep, but I'm just right. throwing it out there, right? It's true. Like you didn't know. Right. You didn't know. And that was that was the key. Let's talk context, mm -hmm. right? So um, you know, when you're coming up with your story, when you're coming up in, with uh, with your sales uh, presentation or whatever it is that you're putting together, uh, the context is vitally important. Are we talking, you know, does context have to be demographic? Does it have to be uh, trendy? Does it have to be, you know, maybe platform based? What are we talking about when you mean context? Whatever is happening in the world of your audience. So the context really helps to create connections. If you're talking about the business world, the business world, people use the term level setting. Let's talk about all of the information that's happening right now so that we can all be on the same page. We can know that we're talking about the same thing, that we're in the same room, in the same company, in the same generation, year, time, space, whatever it is, we've got to talk about it. Uh, so here's an old example. I'm going to use an old head reference, right? When I was a kid, my mom used to watch this show called Golden Girls. Betty White yeah, just passed Betty away. Betty White, yeah. Right. So uh, the, on Golden Girls, Sophia, the oldest of the four retirees there, she would tell stories every episode, right? And she would tell her stories the same way. She started always, picture it, Sicily, 1942, right? So what is she doing? <laughs> she is telling you where the story is taking place. She's telling you when it's taking place. And then she also uses these, these brain hack words, picture it. When she says mm. that, what are you what are you doing? You Can't are immediately it. starting a video in your brain of where this thing is taking place. You're transporting yourself to that place. And so context is important because you want to transport the people, the audience that you're talking to, to the place either where you are or you want to show them that you're transporting yourself to the place where they are. Mm. Right. And so as long as you're all in the same room, you're all in the same place, because ultimately this comes down to connection. You got to connect with your audience. If they, if they feel disconnected from you or they feel like you don't have any idea or understand their world at all, then, you know, they've got this wall. They've got this wall that they put up and like, yeah, that's cool. And then they're going about the next thing. Let me go watch TikTok. So you're setting the stage, right, is, yep. is essentially what you're doing. You're telling exactly. people 
you're you're guiding them essentially into their next Netflix or YouTube short or whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, you're you're laying it down. I, I, I uh, what I'm hearing you say it, for me, it reminds me of the difference between when you read a book and when you watch a movie. The book is so much more descriptive, like just describing the feeling or a room or, or an, uh, like whatever is going on in that book. The author is always using such descriptive words that right. you can almost feel and imagine something way better than when you watch the movie. You're like, nah, nah it wasn't like that. Right. But because it has like to be. Yeah. Because it has to be because you're reading the words and the job of the author now is to play the movie in your brain using the words. Mm. So they've got to use words of color. They've got to, to they've got to attack or they've got to connect with each of your senses. They've got to use smell words. Right. When you read and it talked about, oh, I entered the room and the smell of of toasted almonds wafted through the air. Right. They've got it. So, so now they're using those words and you're literally it's it's your olfactory nerves are starting to kind of get a little bit of that sense. Right. Your eyes, mm -hmm. they, they, they want to create. Is it is it hazy? Is it blurry? Is it what? Oh, speaking of blurry. Hold on. Check this out. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> That's a nice camera right there. You can tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So they've got to use sensory words to really create the image or the movie in your brain. With the movies, what do movies do? Movies do several things that we don't even notice all the time. Have you ever watched a scary movie without the music? Oh, it sucks. <laughs> it's horrible. Right? You're like, what the so, hell am I watching? <laughs> right, but, so, there, so there's like also, I mean, and, 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 these, and these movie makers are storytellers and they're amazing. Amazing. They do these subtle things that we don't even recognize are being done because they are trying to um, connect with as many of our senses mm -hmm. as possible. So, you know, you've got people talking. Yeah, you're having conversation, but there's this little music underneath. Right. Jaws wouldn't be the same without. Right. It wouldn't be the same. <laughs> right. You, you, you wouldn't have all of these things. You wouldn't have the emotion, the, the climax, the buildup without some of these subtle things, the lighting that they use. It's not a scary movie. If it's really bright, it's, it's, it's kind of dark. There's, mm. you know, there's, there's like wisps of clouds or fog, like going across the scene and they're going close on certain things and going far. So all of these storytellers, video, movie, books, they're doing things to connect with your senses and your emotions before they present you facts and data. Mm. And that's the difference, right? Because we as, I mean, everybody loves to buy, no one loves to be sold, right? Mm -hmm. But when we buy, we don't actually buy the product. We buy the solution that the product gives us. And that solution right. is often told in that story. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the characters, right? Yeah. When you're creating the characters for your story, sometimes it's easy for it to be you, your story, something that you went through. Um, if you're using anecdotal uh, stories, you know, should this character be a representation of your demographic? Should it be a representation of the solution end of the client? Like, you know, this is me at the transformation stage where I've completed the journey. What should this character, what should our characters be like when we're telling these stories? Whatever is going to make the most impact on your audience. Because I could be talking about a deodorant, right? 
um, if old I'm Spice talking is the about one that came to mind, yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> if I'm if I'm talking about Old Spice or if I'm talking about deodorant, you know, what's the problem that the audience is having? They they might want to know, like, is is it going to work for me? If I'm in the middle of a speech or if I'm acting or whatever, never let never let them see you sweat. If I'm in the middle of something, all of a sudden, is it is it going to work for me? Am I going to have those pit stains? I'm going to have those things. So who do you talk about? You talk about maybe an experience that you had where you have, you, you have this problem with, with extra, I don't know what the medical term is, but people who sweat a lot. I, I have yeah, BO. I, I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah. BO. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. If, if, if I'm, I talk about, okay, yeah, I used to have this problem, but then I started to use this deodorant and that problem went away. So talking about myself in that situation, maybe fine. Right. Or if it's something where I'm not talking to people who are buying something. So I'm in, I'm in a company, I'm in an organization, and there is a product that my company puts out. And then they're, try, they're trying to sunset that product. And I need to now speak to the, the decision makers, the executives in the corporation. Who are my characters then? Well, my characters may be the people, my customers who are going to suffer or who are going to experience something different if I decide to sunset mm -hmm. this product, right? So wh what character is gonna make a difference? I was speaking to uh, a group of leaders at the Social Security Administration, and one of the challenges that they were having was they were like, man, people are doing stuff and it, and people are doing just enough and they're not giving a little bit extra, you know, spread, spreadsheets and math and formulas. It's just kind of regular status quo. I'm having so much trouble motivating my people. And I asked this question. I said, okay, so you guys, what, what is it that you do? And they said, well, we do, we, we, we deal with Medicare and Medicaid. I said, okay, mm. um, who receives Medicare and Medicaid? And they said, well, you know, typically people of this age, you know, 65, et cetera, et cetera. I said, so does any of you have somebody in your family that's 65 and over? Yeah. My Everybody. mom is over 65. No. Okay, cool. So um, if you, if something happened in this process, who would be affected by what happens in this process? Well, whoever's over 65, you just said it was your mom. So would your mom be, yeah, my mom would be affected. Right. Tell and me so what? now we create a person for this and we say to them, okay, yeah, listen, these numbers that you're putting into the spreadsheet, these are not just numbers. These are not just things that, um, uh, busy work that I'm giving you. This is a part of an entire process that ultimately affects my mom, affects your mom, affects his mom, affects her mom. It affects our mothers. And so whatever we do, I want us to keep a picture of our mothers right in front of our face every day as we do our work. Mm, now all of a sudden, as as we heard in the movie Shrek, right? You cut me deep, Shrek. Now you cut me deep. <laughs> now you know, right? Now it's a whole different ballgame. I don't yeah. know. I went dark for some reason. Lights yeah. on, but I don't know what happened. Anyways, uh, you know, and it's funny when you're thinking about stories. I'm reminded when we talk about deodorant, Doctor Squash. Recently, I bought Doctor Squash. It's all natural, right? Yeah. And I asked, you know, I asked my students the other day. I was like, why do you think I bought that deodorant? Oh, because it's natural. Because it smells good. I'm like, no, it's because when I saw the commercial, it was this guy rubbing it on and these hot girls saying, ooh, I love that smell. Oh, that's a great smell. I've never had a man smell like that. I'm like, yes, that's what I want. That's right. why I bought it. I didn't buy it because of the features. I bought it because of how it made me feel. When you bring mom into the picture, we want to take care of mom. 
You're going to take this away? Mom's going to hurt? You know, that's the reason why I don't step on a crack because it might break mom's back. Like there's a reason why we do some of these things. Yeah. And and it's it's that emotion base that keeps us going. Yeah, it uh, is. Last thing we got here is conclusion, right? So yeah. do we leave with a, do we end with a question? Do we end with a call to action? How do we take advantage of setting the stage, setting the characters, telling the story? How do we conclude it correctly? Yeah. So the conclusion is really just the, the 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 solution, right? It's the product. It's the what what it what the the challenge is that's being solved. So when I teach this to organizations, and we're going to give out give out a little bit of my secrets now, right? So when I teach this to organizations, there are the four C's: characters, conflict, context, conclusion. But then there are a couple of other C's that I add. Um, and one is called catalyst and we'd have to go into that a little bit deeper, but what a catalyst is, is simply a statement that says what we need to do before we go into the conclusion, before, before we go into the details of the conclusion, it's your catalyst, right? And then after you share your conclusion, you wrap that up with your call to action. So there are actually six C's inside of that. So you share the conclusion and then after that you say, Hey, here's what we, here's what I recommend or here's what we should do. That could be a question uh, that is an inspirational question. What would it be like if we were able to do this? Mm. Right? It could be a, a motivational question of some sort, or it could just be a statement after you've gotten all the data, all you've after you've gotten all of the information, all of the benefits, all of the features, all of the details of this. Here's my recommendation. Let's save the world. Mm. All right conclude end with a strong point robert you've shared so much information uh i mean just the four c's just the way you structure a story could take a business from not being able to get clients to now telling a story where people are just sharing it on a regular basis you want to make tiktoks ladies and gentlemen yeah. follow a story pattern i promise you it'll make things a lot better look at all the ones that you do watch the ones that have millions of views there's a story happening there's something happening in there and there's metrics that you can look at and replicate just like we did today with the four c's uh I want to make sure, Robert, that you are getting your information now. You got something going on that you wanted to share with us. What do you got going on? Oh, this is exciting. I'm, I'm super excited about this. We have, as I mentioned at the beginning, one of the things that we do is we work with solopreneurs, small business owners, coaches, consultants, helping them figure out how they can tell their stories more effectively on video so that they can attract their ideal audience. One of the challenges that they face is that they're, they, they say, okay, I'm not a good storyteller. I'm not a good speaker, or there's just so much happening out there. Everybody is putting out videos and live streams on Facebook and TikTok and Twitter and Instagram. And I just feel like I'm going to be one of the crowd. So okay. we want to help people to stand out from the crowd and figure out how to share your story and then take it to a stage where it will be noticed. And once it's noticed, you move from the story to stage to sales, right? So, so what we're doing in February is we're doing hosting what we call the story to stage summit. So teaching you how to unearth your story so that then you can unleash it on the world and inspire them and inform them and, and influence them so that then you can ultimately transform them with your story. So we're, we're doing that on February 22nd and 23rd. 
and we will start the advertising and the registrations for that in a couple of days. But if you want to get on our early bird list, you can go to rk3.live forward slash story to stage. No spaces, no capitals, no nothing. rk3.live forward slash story to stage. And we will add you to our early bird list. And once everything goes live, we're going to get you registered. And we have some amazing speakers. I don't know if you're in the speaker world, but speakers like Della Toro McNeil are going to be there. Uh, Lois Kramer, uh, who else? Shannon Bussey, Kirk Nugent. We've got some amazing people. Diana Gladney. They're going to be sp speaking about podcasts. They're going to be speaking about YouTube as, as stages. And um, I'm going to be speaking about how to discover your, your true story, your signature story, and how you can use that to, to make a difference. There it is, ladies and gents. Stories are everything. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Everything that's happened in our past is his story, right? Like, this yeah. is how we remember things for generations upon generations. This is how we pass things on. Recipes, memories. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what we do as human beings. We tell stories. Like, you can develop a skill and get better at something so that your business grows. And storytelling is one of those things that you want to make sure you do. We're living in an age where video isn't going anywhere. It's just getting more and more a part of what you have to do. If you're in business and you have no video content, you're shooting yourself in the foot. You need to start making some stuff. Put it out in the internet. Put it where your customers are. Have them get attracted to it so they know who you are. So they have an emotional connection with you so that they want to buy and work with you. And you can do that by working with Robert. So I'm gonna post it up here on the screen one more time if you wanna be part of it. RK3, because his name's Robert Kennedy the third. RK3.live slash story to stage. RK3.live slash story to stage. Head over there, register for an early, an early registration and then get on that list. Go in. I'm, I'm telling you, Listen to people who are already successful at what you want to do and learn from them. That's the best and fastest way for you to get from point A to point Z. Tell a story and you'll see how much people circle around you and want to listen and be a part of what you are. There are people in tribes everywhere, people just like you going through a lot of similar things. And if you can tell a good story, they will follow you to the ends of the earth. Robert, thank you very much for being on the show, man. Really appreciate it. We're huge on the Business Bros on video testimonials because I know that if I can provide somebody a great experience and they yeah. can share it with friends and family, that's awesome for referrals. But if I capture it on video, it makes it that much better. So what was your experience like on the Business Bros podcast? Brother, if we were going to go off the air, I was waiting until you put me in the green room and I was going to tell you how dope this show is. I mean, I love your energy. I love the music. I love the questions. I love the flow. It was a phenomenal experience. And so for those of you that are looking to get a little bit more visibility, looking to get connected with people who know what they're doing, I'm going to make you look good on the camera and on the stage as well. You got to get on the Business Bros podcast. It's lit. Yes, ladies and gents. Thank you very much, Robert. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, Joker would say, if you're good at something, never do it for free. But we do. <laughs> we literally give you the opportunity to come on the podcast for free. So if you want to be a guest on the show, it's really simple. All you got to do is go to www.businessbros.biz. I'll have it scrolling down here at the bottom. Businessbros.biz. 
But here's the thing. Our free spots book up like 10 weeks in advance. So we're already booking into April, but we do offer the opportunity for the 1 p.m. spots. So go to businessbros.biz, click on that, be a podcast guest, and I'd love to have you on the show and learn about what you're doing. How are you making a difference in the world? Robert is helping people tell stories, and every story that is told is an experience that we can all learn from. So www.businessbros.biz if you want to be a guest, we'll see you soon. Robert, thank you very much for being a guest on the show. Always bringing the fire. Uh, And if you ever need any help with anything, I'm, I'm here to help. Ladies and gents, peace. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.